Welcome to another episode of Indoor Recess, a podcast about kids' movies. I'm Beeks. I'm Jeff. And today is a, a, a very special episode. It is a uh, analog episode. Ooh. I know of Indoor Recess, by which I mean the thing that we're watching is a videotape. We've watched a few things that could have come out on videotape, but this one is an actual factual videotape. This is going to be a live unboxing. It's yeah, it's 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 I haven't even opened it yet. I kind of want Jeff to do the honors. Oh, you want me to open it? Yes, this is a very very special episode. Okay. So, open that bitch. Tell me what you see. This is what we're going to be watching. All right, guys. It's in another piece of paper. No piece of paper. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's the receipt. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my birthday. I feel like I'm opening a present. Oh, man. Oh! We are watching an animated Phantom of the Opera. That's right, y'all. It's our most insufferable episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for all the memes. All the memes? references. Wow. How short is this? There's not a lot of tape in there. Look at that shit. You know, this is copyright 1987, folks. Don't yeah, read the back. By Emerald City Productions. I know you I'm know the story, the but run, don't read the back. I'm trying to see the runtime, but they put a sticker Right here it over says it. 60 minutes. Okay. So, so 60 minutes. 60 minutes of majesty? Um, I mean, it says madness and devotion. Oh, okay. So. What do you think this is going to be about? <laughs> <laughs> um oh man i wish i paid a dollar 99 for this well this came straight from canada so canada well, where you at that's not gonna play on our vhs it will it's it's ntsc it'll play just fine it's not pal i was making a joke and i don't know that was actual did vhs vhs also had the encoding shit uh, yeah well the tvs the tvs did they oh. ran at a different refresh rate didn't oh they? yeah yeah, yeah the refresh the, rate the plugs thing. and all that that's why, like, if you imported, like, a um, a Sega Mega Drive. No, don't read. I'm not reading. I'm not reading. I'm looking at the, f the images. Okay, so we, we have here, this is Masquerade. Let's, let's explain first. Okay. So I bought a tape. If you've listened to all of our episodes before, you know there is one constant throughout all of these. All of these, all of these, all of these. And what is that constant, Jeff? Uh, Animated? Old? Well, the one constant is that Jeff is always making a Phantom reference, no matter oh, what yeah, we're yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I figured, why not blow it out? This is like when you catch a kid smoking and you make him smoke a whole carton and you hopefully they'll never smoke again. That's not a good idea. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Well, this is your carton, dude. It's not a good idea. This is, yeah, 1987 Emerald City Productions. See, on the back... He's paying homage to music right here. Yeah. And then we have Masquerade, uh -huh. where he's like the Red Devil dude. The Red Devil. I don't know what the fuck this is. Well, you're going to have to find like, out. He's holding like a normal face. <laughs> and it's like, that's not your mask. At least I hope it's not. <laughs> so we should explain. I mean, I don't really have anything to explain. They make him look ass fucking ugly, too. Dude, I don't want to bum you out, but the Phantom is supposed to be ugly. I know. So, uh, a fun fact, the, the runtime on here says 60 minutes. There is a version available on YouTube 
for free. <laughs> I bought this off eBay. But the YouTube version is 45 minutes long. Uh-oh. And I'm wondering... Materials. Did they... Yeah, did they cut something out or... Maybe it's like 15 minutes of previews. Yeah, maybe. I mean, what could they possibly be previewing? I have no idea. But anyway... Their other shit. Their other shit, huh? The other signature kids. Celebrities just for kids. Celebrities just for kids. Yeah. So, fun fact about this uh, Emerald City Productions, they used to make these animated made-for-TV. They're they're short because they were made-for-TV. The TV channels would run them. Like, I think this, I think Phantom of the Opera, this was run on, like, HBO. Oh, weird. There was another one that was on CBS. So this is like your, like, CBS story break. Yeah, yeah, kind of. So, that was always fun to watch because it was the only thing I'd ever seen with, like, hard-baked closed captioning. Oh, did they have closed captioning? Like, yeah, in the story break. I don't even remember that. But I didn't watch. I watched Papa Beaver's story time. Do you remember that? No. Oh, so good. Some of us only had local TV. Oh, fair enough. It was a, I think it was a Nick Jr. thing. Yeah. So let's, let's dare to compare. CBS story a- break was the only cartoon to watch, like, after the morning time. Yeah. Because it would come around come on like midday i don't remember if it was sunday or if it was saturday but probably saturday there weren't a whole lot of sunday cartoons because they knew everybody had church yeah you'd be flipping through shit and you're like well i guess i'll watch this because otherwise it's (laughs) It's infomercials or or, yeah golf or like tng or fucking like nascar yeah do you remember is that am i crazy town or would you be like flipping through the channels and it would be all the sci-fi shows? It would be like TNG yeah, and Andromeda. All the sci-fi shows would be on in the middle of the day. Yeah, like the middle of the day. And yep. it's weird because like... Because they're like fucking nerds are home, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I think of shows... It would never be the new ones though. Well, it would always sure, be like repeats. if Voyager was on, they were showing like TNG or yeah. Deep Space Nine. Yeah. They wouldn't show like Voyager reruns because that was their like prime time. The thing, yeah. I just remember a lot of TNG reruns, a lot of Andromeda, and like some Babylon 5. Back to the movie. Let's talk about what do you, what do you think? What do you think's going to happen? What do you think? Do you want to describe what's going on in this cover? I mean, we've got a small box to work with. Yeah. Well, he's like hugging Christine in a weird way. I'm assuming that's Christine. Yeah. And then you have like Prince Eric over there. <laughs> yeah, you sure do. And they want to make sure you know this is in France. So they have the Eiffel Tower mm-hmm. and there's a French flag. Um, there's people. I was confused. I thought we were watching the Les Mes animated movie. There's some dude in a turban. I don't know what that's going to be about. And I'm kind of like, oh, no. I do. But... So for the folks at home, I've actually read the book. I've read the Phantom of the Opera book. It's... I mean, I don't, it's a, it's a book written in like what, the late 1800s, early 1900s. It's, you know, exactly what you would think. Is it offensive? No. I mean, it's weird. I'll tell you that. It's a little weird. Uh Uh-huh. Give you something to do. Straight out of Value Village. Hell yeah. Value Um, Village? Yeah. No exchange. 1999. Oh, we should have called our podcast Value Village. And they stuck it right on the case. So you can't get it off. It's covering a picture. I don't know. It looks like. It's another image of the Phantom and his hat. Oh, man, he's got a hat. Okay, so hat confirmed. Let's talk about... He's wearing a hat on the cover. Okay, hat doubly confirmed. (laughs) Oh, yeah, there's a French flag. Yeah, and there's the Eiffel Tower. Yep, Eiffel Tower. Oh, and there's baguettes and croissants and... (laughs) 
Somebody playing the accordion. Oh, and someone and drinking frog. La Croix. La Croix. La Croix. And uh, 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 Remy is there. And and there's a guillotine. Oh, shit. This movie has everything. Did you say Mary Antoinette's there? I said Remy was there, like from well, Ratatouille. Mary Antoinette's there, too. Oh, good. There she is. Oh, shit. Wow. Damn, Phantom. So, yeah, um, folks who, who know will notice that I said copyright 1987, Emerald City Productions. What coattails do you think this was riding? Phantom of the Opera? I mean... Did the Broadway just come out? I think the musical had come out. Ah. I think, didn't it come out in like 87 or 86? I don't know. Okay, well, <laughs> I think it did. So we got this. It has an unremovable barcode on the side. It's fully animated. Fully That's anim- one of the features yeah, on the box. Yeah, they want to make sure that you don't think you're getting bait and switched here. Mm-hmm. Because there is a lot of things that have animated looking covers like that and then no live action. That is true, yeah. And it's this like, is- what the fuck? This is from the era, 87, this is from the era where you'd get those like Drew Struzan posters where it's like everything is drawn really nice and you're yeah. like, man, this is going to be Hook looks like a baller ass animated movie. And then it's like, nah, it's people. It's realies. Yeah. Fucking realies. Is that his boat dungeon or is that just like a castle? Uh, That looks like a boat dungeon. You know what? They probably like, did the whole like he lives across the lake thing. Yeah, they probably Instead of did. doing... Boat dungeon. That's what I'm saying. Let's get into some predictions. What do you think? Think Carlotta's in here? Sure. You got to have somebody in there that's the bad guy besides the Phantom. Totally. Who's the Normies bad guy? Ooh, Carlotta. Wow. Normies. Normies. Do you think... Okay, all right. It's called Phantom of the Opera. Do you think there's any songs in here? I, I don't know how I can keep, I mean, how I can portray this in like audio I bet form, you that this... but this doesn't look like it has a budget for songs. No, and... I don't think Android, Andrewy, Andrewy, Andromeda Lloydus Weberus signed off on this shit. No, so. God, no. Well, it's a it's a public domain story. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's probably. I mean, there, we're not going to have iconic songs. No, I'm saying. Do you think there's any song? There's probably. Do you think? Okay. Song. I know there's going to be music because yeah. there has to be. But do you think yeah, there's going to be? Yeah. What else do you pay homage a- to? <laughs> Do you think there's going to be a part where somebody actually, like, the story stops and we hear a song? I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You don't seem thrilled. I'm just looking at this guy and I'm like. That's the Phantom. I know. He's ugly. I I mean, okay, that was rude. He's. He's deformed. This is, this, this Phantom is monstrous. How would you describe. He's got green skin. And he's got a weird, like, skull nose. You know, I think I would say, like, yellow he's... parchment is his skin. Yeah, he's like, he's how fucking and something... Joseph Bouquet <laughs> described him. He is. They just took that and went with it. They sure did. And it's just like, yeah, no, I mean, I, I get it. He's got. That's why nobody would love you, because you're fucking weird looking he's got kind of a goofy widow's peak or or maybe his hair is thinning but it comes down in three little like sad strands so that's kind of funny yeah he's balding i don't think he looks all that bad i wouldn't smooch it i don't want to smooch him i'm just saying that like he reminds me of the crypt keeper and i like the crypt keeper phantom wants smooches Mm, he does want smooches yeah well we'll 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 get to we'll get to watching this so yeah i 
Jeff just unboxed it. I haven't put this in the the VCR yet. <laughs> Let's hope it fucking. Let's hope it runs. Doesn't like snap. Yeah. Let me see something real quick. What are you doing? Make sure this. Yeah, tapes and sometimes you get these and the tapes like fucked up. There's yeah. like a big cringle in it. Totally. As far as I can tell. I don't think the Value Village would do us wrong. I don't think the Value Village is in control anymore. This is unnamed. I got this from Canada. This came straight yeah. from Canada. Did I mention that? This, I think somebody cleaned this. Good. Because it looks too like shiny and pristine for how old it is. It's from 87. That's not that old. I'm from 87. I look shiny and fucking pristine. Yeah, but I've watched enough Antique Roadshow. Like, they just devalued the shit out of that VHS. Oh, my God. Nobody's buying Nobody's buying this fucking thing. Never clean anything Never ever. clean anything. Never your house, clean anything your face. Ever. It ruins the value. Your glasses, your act. Don't clean anything. This was $20? No, it wasn't $20. I oh, think that's the like, insurance? Oh, it was insured? Let's break this thing and get $20. But then you broke it. I'm kidding. Let's watch it and then I'll break it. Oh shit! Now we're on. Now, now we have recordings of us admitting yeah. to crimes. We're like those kids that go to like houses that are being built and like ransack them, and then the film gets used against them in court. Sure. And it's just like, why did we do that? Because kids are dumb. Well, it's because they're like, we're gonna tear this place up and show our friends. Look at this fucking guy. Yeah, I've been staring at him constantly. Hello, Jeff. You ready to watch my movie? Are you ready to pay homage to music? I am. All right. Let's go. You ready? Are you I, ready? I like how they remind you on the back that it's fully animated. It's fully animated. Hey, I got to remind you on both sides. It's fully animated, Jeff. I mean, how can you hate a uh, person that sounds like that? All That's the time? me. Look how gigantic his organ is. It's like, huge. I, from I, all the... From all the like things that we've seen so far, he just has like a little, little Casio that's up. At <laughs> we've his watched fucking... the stage show. This the stage show room. and the movie. He doesn't okay. have a giant organ either. I got room. Yeah. I pay homage to music. And get paid like twenty thousand francs. Twenty thousand francs, which is a lot. A lot of francs. <laughs> I gotta stop this voice. All right, we're gonna go pop this in. We're gonna go have some fun. We're gonna, yeah. I guess the masquerade scene is in there. Cool, 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 masquerade. Cool, cool. I don't think that song's gonna be it's in there. Probably we not. can sing while it happens. That's okay. Oh! <laughs> you have no enthusiasm, and that makes me upset. Wow. I Dude. have enthusiasm. Jeff, hey. Hey. Why aren't you excited? I'm fine. I'm the Phantom. Sure are. I am. You're kind of ugly. No. Oh, I mean, yep. You know. Uh, that's me. Stop talking. I live in hell, but secretly <laughs> you're in for heaven. Secretly. No. No. Secretly. <laughs> Stay down there. No, no. I'm sorry we can't all be as sexy as Gerard Butler or Michael Crawford or Ramin Kamloo. <laughs> all right, let's go watch this. Woo! Woo!
Alright. Alright, so we've returned having watched The Phantom of the Opera. Me. The... Me, 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 me. Before we started, I comically made the joke that every time somebody makes a Phantom of the Opera, the musical reference, I will add a ding. That might That's be... the first ding. That is the first ding. I don't know if I'm actually going to do it because that might be a lot of work. Do it. <sighs> okay. Maybe. Do it maybe. for the poto. Oh, maybe. All right. So, yes, we watched Phantom of the Opera, the 1987 version made by Emerald City Productions. Yeah, where they made Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah. We're on the road to Emerald City. Emerald City. Oh, you know, before we start, I should, uh, I did some research into Emerald City. Do you know Mm -hmm. why it's called Emerald City Productions? Because it's in the Wizard of Oz. No. It's in the Land of Oz. Sorry. Not the Wizard of Oz. It's not in the Wizard of Oz or the Land of Oz. It's based in Dublin. Uh, Uh, Did you know it was co-founded? It's Irish. It is Irish. Did you know that it's co-founded by Jean Matheson, Canada's first independent woman animator? Cool. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> neat. And I think we mentioned this uh, before we watched it, but this aired on HBO. Yeah. Which seems like a little HBO crazy. HBO when? In like the 80s. 87. Like 87, probably. I didn't know HBO was that old. Oh, yeah, yeah. HBO is pretty old. I feel like it was kind of one of those things. Like, do you remember HBO was kind of a. Like, the only joke about HBO was like. Nobody had HBO because it was expensive. Like no. That, oh. <laughs> that's the only joke I remember about HBO was like it was expensive and absolutely nobody had it except for like maybe hotels. Or at least that's that's what it felt like to me. And then yeah. they'd always have like those little roadside motels would say like we have HBO. We have HBO. And then like the Sopranos got big and everyone was like, oh, let's all get HBO. And now like everybody has HBO. But uh, not everybody has H. We don't have we HBO. We don't have HBO. Actually, wait. Yeah, we do. Damn it. <laughs> we only have HBO though because of the we get it for free through our cell phone. Yeah. Provider. Anyway, yeah, I don't know HBO. Whatever. Back to the home box office. That's what it is. That's yep. what it is. The home box office. And on the home box office, they aired none other than Phantom of the Opera. They're sponsoring us now. No, they're not. <laughs> Give that, me money, that HBO. That would be nice. You sons of bitches. Yeah, whatever. I'll talk about Behind the Candelabra all day. Okay, so Phantom of the Opera. Ba-bow. It starts with a child telling us how to adjust the tracking on our TV. Yeah, this <laughs> kid, it's so mean because it's a kid with braces that has like a, like a, a little bit of a lisp yeah. because of the braces. It's like, cool, this is immortalized forever. I didn't. I didn't detect that much of a lisp. I mean, I know oh, he had he, braces. He had like it he just, was definitely he just had like that, that braces mouth. Talk. Yeah. Oh, all right, all right. If you need to adjust your tracking, if you need to adjust your tracking, yeah. Ask your mom, dad, big brother, or big sister. Yeah, and it's just like okay, you're assuming number one, I have a big brother or big sister, you and two, they are willing to help. I, I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was fun. It, it definitely, I mean, yeah, at least they told them like, hey, kids, if this looks like shit, yeah, tell somebody. <laughs> so we start with an overhead shot of Paris, 1890. Ooh. We immediately pan down and go to a carriage featuring Christine and Raoul and his butt chin. Yeah. <laughs> and his like tiny mustache. His itty bitty mustache. Okay, so 
before we get into this. Oh my god. This We're is 15 frames in. This is all based on the book, not it is. the yes. musical. This is absolutely based on the Gaston LaRue book. Um, did the musical exist? Okay, so I, I should mention, we did the before part, the part that y'all have heard before the break. We did that yesterday. Then we went to bed. Well, first we hate-watched Love Never Dies. Yeah. That was very bad. We're not going to talk don't about it. Don't watch it. And then we woke up and we said, oh, we need to watch Phantom, so we did. So if, if, we, if we reiterate stuff, it's not because we have terrible short-term memory. Well, we might. But also, it's I been do. a few hours. So the Phantom of the Opera musical, I think it premiered in 1986. This came out in 1987. Okay. This is one of those capitalizing on a thing that has come out. Because the book is public domain and anybody can do yeah. whatever they want with the book. That's why there's so many Phantom. Remember like Phantom of the Megaplex? No. Oh. What is that? Isn't it a Disney movie? Isn't it like a little kid's Disney movie? Phantom of the Megaplex? I just know the Phantom of the Auditorium. Okay. Well, so from I guess... Goosebumps. From Goosebumps. I guess what I'm trying to say is that there's a lot of um, takes on the Phantom because anyone can do whatever they want with it. So yes, Raul, Butchin, Christine. Christine is very excited. She's like, Raul, I hope you come to the opera to watch me sing. And Raul is immediately super dismissive. Yeah, he's, he's just like, the fuck you talking about? Yeah, he's like, you're not going to sing. Carlotta's going to sing. And she's like, no, I have the lead part. Like, I'm going to sing. And he's like, you're not ready to sing. Yeah. He's like doing this like invisible head pat. Yeah, he's, it's very, yeah, it's one of those, those shitty like negging sort of things. It's like, you can't sing. You're not good enough. And it's yeah. just like. Holy shit, dude. Like, she's going to sing. Like, what do you want? He's just, it's like, you like this person, right? Yeah. Like, why are you being a dick? Is this how it, like, starts in the book? Like, are they already together? Mm. There's not like a, can it be, <laughs> can it be Christine? Um, Bravo. Bravo. No. So in the book, it's been, it's been a few months since I've read the book, so I'm a little rusty. But uh, no, I think the book starts out like the play where it's like oh hey everybody meet our new patron hmm. he's the vicomte and then he sees christine and he's like oh i know that chick weird uh weird this this movie decides to hasten things along so they're already an item yeah they they're, only have 60 minutes they really do they only have 60 minutes so we cut to that night at the opera and sure enough christine is singing and she's very good and Box five is mysteriously empty. And we see the two managers saying like, boy, it sure is a full house. Maybe we should rent out that box five. And the uh, the, the smaller of the two managers is like, no, 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 we can't. That's the Phantom's box. Yeah. Um, and then he starts getting all wiggly. Yeah. he. Um, <laughs> so the animation in this is very dated. It reminded me a lot of like, early early like first season scooby-doo from like yeah. 1969 it's very very uh limited and he just kind of has like these three wiggling poses yeah it's supposed to be him shivering it's like ooh, ooh. yeah and he's like stop shivering like an old woman yeah he says stop shivering like an old woman sexism i know well it's you know old times yep so while they are talking about how they could make more money if they just sold box five, a kitty comes With, up. Yeah. I was going to say, I was like, how much more? I mean, 
I guess you one know, box is more worth more. <laughs> it's a full house except for that one box. Yeah. And here they are lamenting the box. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I know box seats go for a lot more than like... Greedy ass capitalists. Dang. Anyway, a cat rubs up against him and they shoo the cat away. Be gone, cat. Yeah. Um, Little did they know. <laughs> they have sentenced that cat to its doom. Uh, they sure have. Because while they're talking about... Um, while the first one is shivering like an old woman saying, we can't sell box five because that's the Phantom's box, the uh, the other manager is saying, there's no such thing as a Phantom. You're, you know, a superstitious so-and-so. We pan up and see two glowing eyes Ooh. in the rafters? What do you call that part? The the top part of the stage. Catwalk? Yeah, I mean, it's called the rafters. rafters? Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, there's just some spooky eyes up there. Yeah. We then see the cat climb up the ladder. This cat can climb up ladders. Cats can do that. Okay, well, this looks like a really <laughs> steep ladder. Dude, cats can do whack shit. I mean, I know they can climb trees. I guess a ladder is not that different. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter because he gets up there and we don't see it, but we hear this meow, and we yeah. see the cat's lifeless body Fucking drop to the floor. Rip Gus the theater cat. Yeah, Gus the theater cat is no more. So the cat is killed, and we see the silhouette of the phantom swing across the rafters. Yeah, because he's so happy that he just... He off to that fucking yeah. cat. Yeah, he's just like, ha Yeah. So we learn that it's it's the night of the... Does he do that in the book? Does he just, like, off things? He offs... Or are they just trying Joseph to set up? Joseph Bouquet. He sure. offs one other person. But, like, a person. cat. No, there's no fucking cat death. Okay. It's a They're fucking... just trying to set up that he's, like... A bad guy. I think they're just trying to he's show. Merciless. Yeah, I think they're just trying to show that like this dude will kill, and he's not afraid of killing. He kills all that's good. Because the book, I mean, the book starts with like chapter one, Joseph Bouquet dying, like immediately. Like he is Joseph Bouquet. You are dead. Pretty much. So we see Christine on the stage, and we have this shot of just a bunch of people watching her being like who is this this isn't carlotta yeah and then she starts singing this bitch and they're ama- they're immediately like oh this is great oh uh, time. the animation is not good we pretty much no. just go to group shots of people scowling to group shots of people smiling yeah and that is the end of that and in betweens there's just like a painted still yeah of yeah, like, yeah they look crowd yeah so the the, the play is over and raul is backstage and he wants to give a rose to christine he goes to the door. A lady says that she is tired and will not be seeing anybody tonight. Yeah. But and Raul... we're not told if that's Madame Giri, which... So in the book, I don't think it's Madame Giri because Madame Giri is like an usher, essentially. Mm. It, the the musical, she's kind of like a dance instructor or something. But in the book, her main job is like, let me show you to your seat. So Raul hangs back in the in the back and hears a man's voice coming from Christine's room. Yeah. And the man is saying something. He's saying like your, you know, voice is a gift to the angels. All this and that. Um, yeah. It's 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 actually taken from the book. Like I recognized a few of those lines. It's like, wait a minute, you took that from the book. Wait a minute. So Raúl bursts open the door and says, "What? What?" I would say when the the lady going back, the lady is all like, "Oh, she won't see anybody." 
and Christine's voice is all like, yes, Roll, please leave. She has the most shit-eating smirk. She's just like, I told you. And it's like, damn, bitch. Yeah, this lady blocking the door. Yeah, you you hear Christine off screen being like, Raul, I'm so tired. Please come back later. Please leave. I'm talking to my phantom lover. And yeah, this lady blocking the door is just like, (laughs) yeah, see, I told you. And it's just like, wow. Yeah, it's like, listen up, lady. You don't even have a name. Yeah. So, yeah, Raul bursts open and says, I heard you talking with a man. And Christine's like, you can't just break into my room. That is hella rude. And he's like, where is he? Where is he? Is he, you know, and he's looking around looking for for people. Christine tells him that there's there's nobody in there and that she doesn't really appreciate, you know, him barging in like this. Yeah. And uh, they talk about. Well, doesn't he say like. Oh, I do what I can because I love you. Yes, I think yeah, so. Yeah, and he's just like, I love you so I can do what I want. It's yeah. just like, what the fuck? Let me tell you, like everything about The Phantom of the Opera, this movie, the musical, the book, fucking Love Never Dies is just filled with bad morals. They should call <laughs> the whole like franchise bad morals. Don't do what Donnie Don't does. You can apparently get away with anything if you're ugly. Yep. You can get away with anything if you love someone. It's okay to be an incel creepo if you do one nice thing to someone. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, if you if you do something nice for someone, they owe you their lives mm-hmm. and their bodies. Yeah. You're you're allowed to throw a fit and you know, the Phantom was the original Twitter troll that was like I don't like the way you cast this person. You need to cast someone else. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, anyway, so Raul leaves, and that's he leaves when dejected. Dejected, so yes. angry. He didn't even get to give her. He's his just like rose. Yeah, he harumphs out of there, and we hear a mysterious voice saying, "Christine, Christine, Christine, Christine." <laughs> and so she's just like, "Oh, where? Who? Who is?" Angel of Music, is that you? And he, well, she calls him a spirit of music okay. in this. Spirit of Music, is that you? And he's just like, yeah, it's me. Yo, what up? You should come over here by the mirrors. The mirror. I want to like see me. Take you away. And she's like, yeah, all right, why not? She she goes to the mirror, and he is there. Ah. Ah. Uh, I am there inside. And then this is when they start their descent into the catacombs well first she has like a realization because she gets all like huffy with raul being all like him being like there's no such thing as a spirit and she's like you think a mere man could teach me to (laughs) sing this way and then yeah and then the curtain is lifted and she's like you are just a man she's really (laughs) bummed out she's bummed out that like an angel hasn't been yeah giving her voice lessons I feel like angels have more important things to do, but maybe not. I don't know. I mean, if you look back into the history of angels, they they don't really do anything but tell people shit. So Fair enough. Fair enough. They're just like, yo, what up? (laughs) All right. Anyway, so they are descending into the catacombs. We get a few shots. I actually like this. They get a few shots of Christine and the Phantom walking through these really fucked up like Escher-esque yeah. tunnels where you'll see like stairs going down, but then there's also stairs going like up. And yeah. then there's like, and it's just like what? doors that are sideways and everything is fucked. I, I like that. I thought that was kind of cool. 
This um, is the the Winchester Opera House. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should also mention that that at, during this time, the Phantom is wearing a mask that looks not unlike a uh, Guy Fox slash V for Vendetta slash yeah, Sad it's, Kids it's like on Four Chan mask. It's a full face mask. Yeah, this is not like half mask. Only well, half his face is fucked. So in the Gaston Larue book, that's how it is. Like it is a full face mask, mm. and he said, like in the book, they describe it like it looks just like a regular person's face. Yeah. You know, the the average person might not even realize that underneath is, like, a freaky-deaky person. Yeah, he doesn't have, like, a silver face mask that yeah. he gets to scowl from and just be like... Yeah. To, w- <laughs> to which I say, I feel like the average person is going to realize when their fucking yeah. mouth doesn't move. Yeah, I mean, is... I mean, she knows it's a mask. She she does. She mentions like why in the are you book. Did they make? Did they make it like seem like she doesn't realize it's a mask? No, like he's. I think the very first time, and like like I said, I I might be wrong, but I think the very first time she meets him, he's wearing a uh, a white domino mask. You know, one of those real tiny, like a superhero, like the Incredibles. Yeah. You know, the little masks that the Incredibles wear. He's wearing pretty much just one of those. Okay, that isn't going to cover up shit. No, it's not. Later on, he does get a full face mask that sounds like it is actually somebody's like, like a, like a face. Not, not in the literal sense. He didn't skin someone and wearing their face. That would have been fucking rude. (laughs) Yeah. So they go down to his, his little house on the lake underneath the opera house. And this is where Oh, I should mention I should mention they're they're going through the catacombs and she faints. He takes her back, she wakes up in his chair and she's like, Where the fuck am I? Yeah. And And she's in some like bougie ass room. She is. This like, is not like a boat dungeon. It's an ex well, everything was a boat dungeon until we he opens the doors to his room yeah. and it's very plush and like I mean it's it's animated, but you can tell like everything is gonna be like velvet and gaudy yeah. and nice he has a gigantic organ it is motherfucking huge and he's wailing away on the organ she wakes up and she's like where am i i don't know where i am why are you wearing this mask stop wearing this mask yeah. and she rips the mask off and that's when we are greeted with the uh picture of the phantom on the back of the case yeah where he kind of looks like the crypt keeper yeah he is horribly grotesque he's Okay, look, I said it before, I'll say it again. He doesn't look that bad. No. What? He looks awful. No, he I would doesn't. not smooch that thing. <laughs> There's no way. He fucking he fucking looks like Eddie. Like You wouldn't smooch Oh, I'm wearing an Iron Maiden shirt, folks. Yeah. You wouldn't smooch Eddie? No. <laughs> That's not See a face. Again. That's a face I'll not even a mother could love. No. Dang. My power. Iron Maiden has a Phantom of the Opera song. Sure. There's photos, or there's uh, there's artwork. Ugh. There is artwork of Eddie as the Phantom, which is uh, yeah. fun. But I don't know. It's just like, nah, dude. This is some like severe level. It's like, oh yeah, no, like girls ain't gonna like you. I mean, we should we should we should describe he has freaky green skin. He he has these like he has little nose slits. Yeah. Instead of a instead of a nose, if you've ever played Fallout, he kind of looks like a Fallout ghoul or the sure. Crypt Keeper or Eddie from Iron Maiden. I hope we're we're building like a picture for you. He has these dark, dark, dark black rings around his eyes. His his uh, eyes have jaundice. Yeah, his eyes are are yellow. 
His irises, when they do bother to draw them, are like orange. Yeah. And he has... And he has these gross hands he has, with like nails that are like... Do y'all remember salad fingers? No. Oh, okay. Well... I mean, I know of it, but I never watched any of that stuff. Okay. So. Well, if you've ever seen salad fingers, like, you know what we're talking about. I didn't think he looked that bad. I mean, I'm not saying that I want to go, like, marry the Phantom, but, like, I'm also, like, you know, I like the, like, grotesque stuff. Wow, that makes me feel so much better oh, about my myself. <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm so grotesque. Grotesque. No, you're not grotesque. I just meant that, like, I don't. I mean, I don't know. He's gross, but you know who I think is grosser? I think Rasputin from Anastasia is grosser because at least this dude kept all of his limbs in one fucking spot. He didn't have like snakes crawling out of his nose, you know? I can't stand the look of Rasputin in the in the animated Anastasia. Gross, yeah. gross, gross. No, thank you. Voiced by Christopher Lloyd Webber. <laughs> yeah, but I think the uh, singing voice is Jim Cummings. Mm. Okay, so Christine... He says, hey, you know, people, <laughs> he, he's, he's kind of take... doing the whole like fear can turn to love. thing. He is doing the fear can turn to love thing. But he's also like, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't hate me. Usually when people and I, this is from the book too. And I can't tell if he's being sarcastic or not, but he's like, usually women, when they see me fall madly in love with me, I'm a regular Don Juan. Yeah. And it's, and it's just, just like, like, that, that was in the book too. And I was just like. I'm pretty sure he's goofing. Yeah, he's got to be goofing. So he decides... And then he's like, he's got these fucking smirks. I love his smirks. I love his smirks. I love whoever animated Gene Matheson. Like... You crushed it with those smirks. <laughs> he has these like real goofball faces. I love it. So he decides to play her some of his music. And she's just like, oh, that sounds great. And she runs out while yeah, he's... Yeah, she's like, see ya. Yeah, while she's while he's not paying attention. She runs down some catacombs. She runs and runs and runs and runs and runs. And then she's like, oh, good, a door. She opens the door. And what? She's right back where she started. Wow. Wah, wah, wah. This crazy ass labyrinth of a fucking underground thing. And he's um, like, did you have a nice walk? Yeah. He's, he's a sassy phantom. <laughs> I know everything you're doing. Pretty much. So how does she get back up to the fucking regular world? He takes her. Does he take her? Yeah, because she's all like, you have to let me go. You can't keep me here by force. Oh, okay. You have to trust that I'll return for some reason. <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So and she's he's like, okay. Yeah, she's like, I'll come back because I, yeah, she, you know, makes up some I don't, stuff. I don't love you, but. So now it. Oh, we should also mention that the the Phantom tells Christine that his name is Eric. Yeah. Eric. Eric with a K. Prince cool. Eric. Nope. Just Eric with a K. Uh, it's a cool name. What's up, Eric with a K? Eric with a K. So Christine and Raul meet each other again, and she tells him a little bit about the Phantom. Raul says, like, well, you should come away with me. And she's like, I can't. I'm stuck here. The Phantom's keeping me here. And she's just like, well, you know, when the masquerade comes, I want you to dress like a Harlequin and wear a little black mask. And I'll I'll come find you. Yeah. Cut to the masquerade. Raul is dressed masquerade. up. Like, ding. Like a Harlequin. He's yep. got a little jester hat and everything. He looks like a total dingus. But it's okay because everyone there kind of looks like a dingus. Yeah, it's paper faces on parade. <laughs> masquerade they meet up with each other and they run off they yeah. try to find a nice secluded spot at the masquerade meanwhile we see they go to a, the roof well not yet 
Oh. We see a mysterious red figure. Oh, shit. It is the Red Death. It's actually the Phantom. Yeah. Who says, I am the Red Death. Touch me and perish. And this fucking clown, <laughs> this chuckle fuck of a dude dressed up like a clown is like, go ho ho. I'm going to touch you, bitch. And he totally is just like, Rrr. The Red Death grabs him and I guess like breaks his wrist or twists his arm or something. He's just squeezing the shit out of it. He squeezes the shit out of him and the clown is like on the ground screaming. And no one does anything. No, everyone is completely, you know, they decided not to animate the crowd in this this scene. Raul and Christine skedaddle, but first They're just like, Wow, that sucks. Bye. Yeah. They 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 skedaddle, but first as they're walking a scary man in a turban makes himself known. Boogan. He just shows up out of nowhere. As they're going to the roof, Raul is like, who the fuck is that guy? And Who's Christine's that like, oh, that's just the Persian. Don't worry about him. Yeah, he's always here. <laughs> he's always here. Yeah, I think that's what she says. He's always there. They go up to the roof and Christine tells him like, I want to go with you, but I'm stuck. So why don't we just... Sneak off. We'll sneak off tomorrow. And after her musical number. Yeah, after her musical number. Because she's got to sing. Yeah, they she can't has to leave. sing. They can't leave now. She's a professional, dude. Yeah, she has she's to. Got, the show must go on. Yeah. She she has to sing. And Raul is like, Are you. Is this a good idea? Like, isn't the Phantom. Doesn't he have like ears everywhere? Can't he hear us? And she's like, No, he promised he wouldn't listen in on me. And it's like, Holy shit, how can you... People are fucking naive, People man. People are fucking naive. Promises are for fools. Ugh. So, of course, Eric slash the Phantom overhears all of this. Yep, because um, he's up there. Because he's up there, dude. He's he's hiding behind a fucking statue like yeah. you do. And he's all like, you'll curse the day you did not do. Although the Phantom asked of you, ding. Yeah. So the next night... The very next night, packed house. You know, they don't really ever get into the box five thing, but no. maybe maybe they sold box five this time. I, yeah, I like the kids are just probably just like, what's the deal with box five? Yeah. <laughs> um Well, in the in the book, they all know, like, oh yeah, no, box five is totally like off limits. Like, of course, yeah. of course it is. So Christine is up there. Oh, I should mention there is no Carlotta in this, which nope. really bummed me out. No Carlotta means no croaking Carlotta, and I love that shit. Yeah, they start off with her, like, croaking. What? No, they don't. Yeah, because they're like, oh, she's come down with a malady. Oh, yeah, and sure, 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 sure. It's just, like, mentioned instead of... Shown. Yeah. It's a bummer. So Christine is singing, and Raul is Raouling it up. We keep getting a few shots of the chandelier... Why would they be showing us the chandelier? I have no, no idea. Anyway, Christine is singing, and when Christine hits this uh, particularly high note, we see a link on the chandelier chain break. The chandelier uh, comes crashing down. It doesn't seem to hurt anybody. Everywhere where the like the chandelier, like it, it you kind of see a, f- a few frames of it falling. And then you just immediately see like empty seats and like yeah. a couple reacting like, oh, can you believe it? Oh my God. So everyone got out of the way very quickly. Raul uh, looks to the looks to the stage. Christine is gone. The chandelier was a distraction. 
gasp. I know. Raul is losing his marbles. He's like, where's Christine? Where's Christine? Where's Christine? He asks some of the little ballerina girls. and <laughs> Who what? are all the same person. They all have the same voice. The exact same voice. The exact voice. same voice. They didn't even try. The exact so, same Scottish voice. When, when we saw the credits, I mean, the credits are like seven people. Yeah. It's not a lot. So. It's just, yeah. So, yeah, these little girls are like, oh, but the final mistake, you know. Eating it. Daroga, the Persian, comes out of nowhere and says, like, hey, I can help you. And, <laughs> hey, what up? Yeah, and Raul's immediately like, all right, baller, let's go. They descend into the catacombs. And into madness. Madness. They're, they're down there for a while. We have a, a brief scene of them going down there. They get chased by rats and a very scary glowing mask. Yeah, that scene was kind of fucked. He's just like... Get out of my way or something like yeah. that. Or make way. But it's merely the rat catcher trying yeah. to, you know, uh, drive the rats out from the opera house. That was that was in the book. Um, I think he says, like, let me pass or something Yeah, like something that. like that. And then, uh, yeah, the fucking Persian is just like, I should have known. Yeah. It was the rat catcher. Yeah. So he practically lives there. It's like, yeah, dude, you should have known that was the rat catcher. He wears like a doofy mask. And he has a giant lantern and he like makes a lot of noise to like freak the rats out. Like, come on, dude. Um, Chase them into the pit. Yeah. Raul and Daroga have a little moment where they're like, so why are you here? And Daroga explains that he kind of worked with like the Persian police. Yeah. So in the book, they they uh, they go into it a little more. The Phantom used to work for the Shah, the Shah of Persia, I guess. Which I think they mention one of the musicals. I think they do. I think somebody mentions like. Yeah, I think Madame Giri says like he worked for the. For the I think Emperor that's the Royal Albert Hall version that they talk about that. Yeah. Not the. Uh, not the movie. Not the movie. They don't have time in the movie. No. So yeah, so uh, in the book, you you get to hear a few things that like the Phantom Eric worked for the Emperor or the Shah, and he would devise like torture chambers and stuff. But if you have somebody that knows how the torture chamber works, yeah, they could you know use that against you, or they could tell people how to get out. So the Emperor was going to kill Eric, but Eric for what? So no one would know how, no one would know the secrets. Oh. Um, the secrets die with you. Yeah, pretty much. So he bounces, but I think in the book, I think he kills the emperor. I'm not 100% sure. Like I said, it's been a while. Who knows? Anyway, this, to mix our fucking musicals, uh, Daroga is pulling a Javert and won't leave the phantom the fuck alone. He committed a crime and now he's going to hound him for his fucking life about it. Yeah. So they drop into the torture chamber, which is kind of just this room with a mirror, maybe yeah, like, maybe a one-way a, mirror. Yeah, that's what it kind of looked like. I don't know. Yeah. So Raul and Daroga can see Christine in the Phantom's swank bachelor pad, and she's been tied up. Yes. And they're pounding on the glass, being like, Christine, let us out of here, Christine. And she's like, I'm tied the fuck up. What yeah, do you think like, I can what do? what the hell? You think I can do anything? She's she's talking and making noise, and the phantom comes in and is like, "Were you? Who the fuck are you talking to?" And she's like, "Oh, uh, my bonds hurt." Which I mistake as bones, <laughs> and I was just like, "Okay." Jeff thought she said, "My bones hurt." My bones hurt, and I'm just like, "What?" <laughs> it's a good excuse. 
Uh, so he's like, all right, all right, all right. Well, I'll untie you. You stop being a fucking silly goose, all right? And she's like, okay, I promise. Yeah, stop talking to yourself or yeah. something. So weirdo. Eric leaves again. Christine gets up and talks to Raul and Daroga. And they're trying to hatch a plan to get all of them out of there. Christine keeps saying, Raul, no, 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 no. Turn around. Leave me. Raul says, no, 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 no. I'm not going to leave without you. You know, just that, that yeah. whole thing. Phantom comes back and... I mean, he know like he knows that yeah. that he's Raul and Daroga are there. He knows exactly who she was talking to. You know, he's he's kind of been playing along. And now he knows that she's a liar. Yeah, the phantom kind of <laughs> draws a curtain on the the giant mirror wall. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, no, you can't see them anymore. Boot, and he gives Christine an ultimatum. Boom. Christine, you will wear a wedding dress or a funeral dress. Boom. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. He pretty much says, like, marry me, me being the phantom, or choose Raul and you will all die. Yeah. That's a that's a bummer of a choice. Christine hems and haws and tries to, like, help Raul. The phantom activates his torture chamber, which makes the room extra spicy. Yeah. They're, they're having a hard time. Uh, He's like, welcome to Buffalo Wild Wings, bitch. Yeah. Raul and the Daroga are able to find a secret exit, which just kind of dumps them into a sewer when they see kegs all along the, the walls, like the ceiling. They they undo the cork, and they're full of gunpowder. Shit. <gasps> The Phantom has rigged this whole place to explode if she doesn't choose the Phantom. And it's like they have a knife to undo the cork. Yeah. It's like, just just cut the fuses. Well, look, <laughs> You're right there. I don't, I don't, look, I don't know. Maybe there aren't any fuses involved. I don't know how he was going to do this. Well, cut the cord so that whatever signal, electric <laughs> signal can't go to them. So this is when we are given, the, the phantom says to Christine, he says, you know, look at these two boxes I have over here. One has look a little- these. Look at these two boxes. Ding. One of these has a little brass figure of a scorpion. One of these has a little brass figure of a grasshopper. Choose the scorpion for me or the grasshopper for for Raul, you know, turn yeah, the twist them. yeah, twist the, the figures around. I don't know because I like to do weird shit. The Phantom is a showman. He likes showy bullshit. You know, it can't be two buttons. It has to be yeah. a you know an ugly scorpion and a pretty grasshopper. I wouldn't go with grasshopper as pretty, but whatever. Who knows? They get back into the room. Things no, they, are, go, they go back into the torture chamber, which is mysteriously not hot anymore it's not, for it's no not reason. Lit. I don't know. Maybe they managed to turn it off. I don't know. But he, Eric, tells Christine that he is trying her patience and he's not going to wander off. So this whole time he's been like, hey, uh, don't forget, choose something. And then he leaves the room. Yeah. But now he's like, no, I'm going to sit right the fuck here. You are going to choose something. And she chooses the scorpion. Boo. Because he says, because... Fucking Raul says, like, yo, you need to choose the scorpion. Yeah. Yeah, they even let, they're like, no, 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 no. You have to choose the scorpion because if you choose the grasshopper, you're going to blow up everything. Yeah. So many people are going to die. That's going to be a real bummer. Which it's like, are they? Like, yeah. who's still in the opera house? The chandelier broke and everybody left. I mean, the theater workers are probably still there. Yeah. I bet an explosion this big 
the shrapnel of all the like bricks flying, it's going to hurt more than just the people in the opera house. Yeah. So Christine chooses the scorpion slash Eric slash the phantom. But she's like, okay, and you promised that you won't hurt Raul, right? And he's like, I will give him to you as a wedding gift. He twists the scorpion, which unleashes a bunch of water into the catacombs. And he's like, there, now all the, the gunpowder is wet. Yeah. And she's like, all right, cool. But also, the water is flooding into the torture chamber where Raul Shit. and Daroga are. We get a very quick few frames of Raul and Daroga like treading water. They have a very funny like little swim animation. Yeah. Um, They're trying not to drown. Yeah. You know, he's like, okay, well, let's, you know, you're going to marry me, right? And she's like, yeah, I am. And in the musical, this would be the big... The big important scene where she goes and gives him a kiss and he changes his mind. In the book, this would be the scene where she goes and gives him a kiss and he changes his mind. In this, she's like, yeah, I'll marry you. And he's just like, wow, you didn't shrink away or, or shudder or get like, you'll go with me. That's crazy. I've never seen that sort of thing. You know what? I've changed my mind. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. He turns off the water. He lets Raoul in somehow. He gets down on his knees and gives Christine his ring. And is like, here, no, you should be with Raoul. This was a bad idea. Forget you saw me. I'm just gonna go over here and play my organ and die. Yeah. <laughs> so Daroga, Raoul, and Christine head out of the, uh, the Phantom's lair he goes up to his giant organ. So in the book, while he's kidnapped Christine, he's telling Christine that he is slaved away all of his life on this, this opera that he's writing, Don Juan Triumphant. He's never been able to finish it. It is this giant work in progress because he's a perfectionist and like he tries yeah. to get partway in. He's like, oh, that sucks. And he's just, it physically hurts him to work on this opera because he wants it to be perfect. So he, he goes, oh, we should mention Christine says, okay, well, thank you. Thank you for this. And she gives him a smooch on the forehead. A little peck. A tiny little peck. Not, not anything big at all. And he's like, this is the first time anyone has ever kissed me. He's like, my mother wouldn't kiss me. I never knew my father. I've never been loved. I can't believe that, you know, I can't, I can't believe that anyone would do this. So he goes over to his his organ and says, I will play you my masterpiece, which is Don Juan Triumphant. Yeah. He slams the keys down, er, 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 which uh, <laughs> ding, which causes the the walls to shatter and shake and come apart. Yeah. And Raul, Daroga, and Christine escape on the boat as we see the phantom's lair cave in on itself Boom. Uh, now he's away from man's hate pretty much maybe god can no yeah maybe god can take pity on me yeah anyway uh that is essentially the end yeah because then it's just like immediate credits roll yeah we don't see raul or christine we have no idea what happens to him yeah we're just like, well, guess it all works out. Yeah, guess it all works out. That is that, man. That is that. What did you think? Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, I guess it's good to like, it's like, hey, here's the story. Yeah. 
So, do you want to get into a compliment sandwich? I guess. <laughs> do you want me to start? I don't really have many compliments. Okay, well, I'll start. I will say uh, my biggest compliment is that I, I, I actually really did like how a lot of the lines were straight from the book. Mm. I know some people will consider that very lazy and, you know you didn't come up with those lines. Why don't you put some thought into it? But I, I kind of like when people do that. Like, do you remember the Watchmen movie? Yeah. It's not a very good movie, but there are a lot of lines from the comic. Yeah. The season one of Game of Thrones has a lot of lines from the book. I just, I like when they do that. That's my biggest compliment is using lines from the book. Two thumbs up for me. Two thumbs up. You got a compliment? See, I'm so very neutral about this thing. It's like, I don't really have a compliment or a criticism because it's just like... It just kind of was for you. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I mean... Okay, I mean, look, if you don't have anything, I can't, like, I can't force you to say something. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really familiar with the book. And it's just, I don't know. It's it's hard to, like, judge, Yeah. like, a very budget... <laughs> animation company yeah, from yeah. like the 1987s yeah the 1987s yes more than one 1987 well there was 1987 and then there was the good 1987 damn what happened in the good 1987 i don't know <laughs> i was born i was born 1987 was i born in the bad 1987 i don't know maybe time started there was like a b and b b Oh, <laughs> oh my boy, boy. No, you wait. You mean like AB. before beaks and yeah. after beaks? Yeah. Wow, I feel what so. What else would it be? I don't know. I thought you were doing like some sort of rhyme scheme. No. Okay. Well, good job. This is the year twenty twenty. BB. No, wait. AB. <laughs> this is the year thirty three. AB. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> That's how time works. Shut <laughs> up. 2020 AB. Cut all all this. All right. Well, I'll get into my criticism. As you've mentioned, the the animation is very, very budget. As as I mentioned, it looks like Scooby-Doo from the 60s. You know, it's very... The animation is very limited. You're going to see a lot of reused frames. The Phantom has three or four poses that they yeah. just kind of recycle over and over He's and got over. He's snark. There's, there's, a, there's a scene of Raul laughing that they use two or three oh, times. Oh, yeah, Where that he just kind of tilts his head He's back. He's just like, ha, 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 And his ha, mouth ha, opens. Ha, ha. It's just like, ha, 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 ha. And yeah, like, that's oh, true. Boy. Yeah, and in the, the in the beginning is probably some of the worst animation. It's it's a little rough. Then yeah. in the carriage, because like Christine does that too, mm-hmm. where she yeah. laughs and the fan moves, and she's like, ha ha ha. It's like, oh, they just twisted these frames. Yeah, they did. <laughs> oh, yeah. When the Phantom's lair is collapsing, they are clearly just taking the cells and like <laughs> shaking tilting the shake them, them slightly, and yeah, <laughs> it's. Look, it's 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 really budget. It's really really budget. I've never heard of Emerald City Productions before. Yeah. Yeah, the animation's not doing anybody any favors. Is that your criticism? I guess. I but it's even like, you know, I don't know. I don't know why I'm giving them such a like a pass. No, it's okay. But it's kind of just like, yeah, I don't know. It looks like the animation of the times. Like, Except it doesn't. Like, you know what came... Well, okay, there's, like, big budget yeah. shit. Like, this 
like you said, it looks like Scooby Doo. It's like, yeah, sure, this looks like fucking what everybody else was doing at the time. I mean, it, I, I would say, I mean, okay, eighty seven Transformers is out, which is an anime. It's based on some toys from Japan, and it might have been animated by some studios in Japan, but it's from here. Okay. You know, it's it's one well, of those. Well, it was animated in Japan. Yeah, but based on that logic, Tiny Toons is an anime. Okay, fine, but it has that just anime look with the low uh, frames and everything. Sure, yeah, with the low frames. I'm I like, I guess I'm trying to I'm trying to compare it with animation of its peers, like of that time. I guess if I had to compare it to an animation company of that time, I would probably compare it to like Ruby Spears. They were a Saturday morning kids company. They did the Dragon's Lair cartoon, if you've mm. ever seen that. They were very yeah. low tier. Um, I mean, it didn't look like total ass. No, like, I everything it was drawn. Been just like totally like hella bad shit. Things were drawn well. It's just that things didn't move a lot is what i'm saying yeah like the drawings were totally fine for what they were they just there just was not a lot of movement let's just say there's more recent shit that has way less production value like what like fucking titanic Oof. Mm, i don't know that dog party time dog has a lot of frames in him when he when he's like woom woom towards the camera and his like shoe is getting big and his snoot's getting big yeah it's party time but dude. and mucho gusto mucho gusto fucking they just recycle those they same recycle couple frames those over and over damn over. mice and then they use them for party time too and yeah, they don't they even do. change their costumes because no. they're like fuck it why would they fuck it that would take effort we'll watch titanic again. there's actually two animated titanic movies there's the titanic the one that we've watched and then there's the one with the dog octopus and we'll watch the dog octopus eventually the but dog octopus don't worry about it <laughs> i think my last compliment is i liked the look of the phantom when you read the phantom book like this is just a fucked up looking dude you know in the musical the side of his face is fucked up and if you watch the movie, he has like a light sunburn on part well, of his face. Well, he looks like he got a, he's a victim of an acid attack. Yeah, but I'm saying like the the Gerard Butler movie, he doesn't look that bad. Royal Albert Hall version, that dude is fucked. Yeah, he's got but it's some on- problems. Yeah, but it's only half of his face. In the book, they make it sound like this dude is a just a just a fucked up dude all over, like head to toe, practically. I don't think okay i don't think they ever mentioned his his fingers or anything but the way they describe him with like yellow skin and weird like nose slits and like his scraggly hair and his like sunken in eyes he's a baby that frollo would have thrown in a well absolutely yes he would have he wouldn't have even named a child a monster. a monster he wouldn't even name him half form he'd name him like not even formed yeah i don't know the french for that something moto <laughs> baguette <laughs> yeah baguette probably so you got you got any more criticisms compliments yeah i don't know it's i don't know why i just i can't no, really it's... like hold it against this animation company really yeah. anything it's just like i don't know it looks pretty standard to me yeah i would say substandard like, was but some... it wasn't wasn't terrible there was some shit in there that was just like yeah but it's like there wasn't a whole lot of like off-model stuff going on well Uh, because there wasn't a lot of stuff going on yeah they drew everybody on model but then they didn't animate them so they couldn't go off model yeah 
All right, so I guess that moves us on to normally we would do best song, but there weren't really songs. Yeah, surprisingly, no songs. The parts that. But I guess this is. Did we. Shit, I've already forgotten. Did we get into the fact that there was a musical at the same time? Yes. Yeah, we've we've mentioned that uh, this came out in 97, or 97, 87. This came out in 87. And the musical was 86. The musical, I think, debuted in London in 86. It hadn't come to Broadway yet. Broadway is 88. Yeah. So, but Phantom was already an established thing. Like Phantom, like the yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber one. They just didn't want to put money into like developing a song and having people sing it sounded like so when she's singing she's singing in french and i'm wondering if they got some sort of they just ripped it well like like public domain french opera yeah something or other something easy to to license it's like if it's short enough do they even have to license it i'm not sure i don't i don't work in that sort of thing i just know that back in the day on the simpsons commentary they mentioned that since Russia, I think Russia, since Russia was part, I don't want to get this story wrong, but I think since Russia was part of the Soviet Union and their copyright system was fucked, they were able to use Russian operas and ballets without paying a dime. Uh-huh. And that's why in some early episodes of The Simpsons, specifically the Mr. Plow one, Remember the the ad the the weird Mr. Plow ad where that lady is singing yeah. and they like throw a snow globe and it says Mr. Plow. Yeah. The music that they're using is is actually like a Russian ballet, but they mm. didn't have to pay anything because of of various copyright issues with the uh, yeah the Soviet Union. You know, may, maybe it was a maybe it was a similar thing. Maybe they maybe with France they didn't have to pay anything. So they were like, yeah, fuck it. She's, I mean, look, she's already French. Have her sing in French. Here we go. Boom. We're yeah. just going to grab something. So I guess that just leaves us with the ranking. Do you need yeah. the list? Let me see the list. You don't have to say it out loud if you don't want to. I'll say it out loud for the people. I will say it out loud until we hit like 10 or so. And then it's going to get unbearable. <laughs> okay. All right. So our list, our current list is number one, The Adventures of Br'er Rabbit. Number two, Thumbelina, A Magical Story. Number three, Once Upon a Forest. Number four is Homeward. Number five is Princess Emmy. Number six is Happy, the Littlest Bunny. And number seven is Frog Kingdom. Well, it's definitely better than Frog Kingdom. Absolutely. Are we going to work our way up? Better than Frog Kingdom confirmed. Yeah. Now let's compare with Happy, the Littlest Bunny. See, I feel like it's kind of around Happy, the Littlest Bunny territory because they're both like low budget, short, whatever things i personally would put this above happy because yeah i would i could see myself watching this again it's a better story than happy now that's not necessarily fair because it's based on a book as opposed to happy is based on the question i think the question here is is this better worse than princess emmy I can't I can't go higher than Princess Emmy. Like I think it I think it rests between Princess Emmy and Happy. That's me though. Yeah. That's me. Let's I can see. agree with that. Can you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I need to rewrite this list, y'all. I have it like Full scratched crunch. out and so is the current list Br'er Rabbit, Thumbelina, Once Upon a Forest, Homeward, Princess Emmy, Phantom. Wait. Yeah, you need to 
You need to rewrite right, that right, list because right, right. I can't tell where Homeward is. All right. Here is our list. Okay. Rare Rabbit, Thumbelina, Once Upon a Forest, Homeward, Princess Emmy, Happy the Littlest Bunny, and Frog Kingdom. Yeah. It sounds like we are putting Phantom of the Opera between Princess Emmy and Happy the Littlest Bunny. So yeah. it would take the number six So spot. Frog would be eight frog and would be Happy eight. would be seven. Ha- yeah, Happy would be seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then Phantom would be number six. It would go Br'er Rabbit, Thumbelina, Once Upon a Forest, Homeward, Princess Emmy, Phantom of the Opera, Happy the Littlest Bunny, Frog Kingdom. Yeah, so our our password phrase, our passphrase would now be Br'er Thumb Forest, Homeward, Emmy, Phantom, Happy Frog. <laughs> That's right. Everybody said that is your password. It's fucking bulletproof. Yeah. Oh, but don't forget to it's put so everybody knows. <laughs> don't forget to put a one in there and then some sort of special character like a question mark. Yeah. You got it, y'all. You got it. Enjoy your internet security. Courtesy of your friends Ooh. indoor recess. You happy with that list? Yeah. Okay. Cuz I mean happy was pretty from what I remember it was pretty like meh. It but was, it wasn't as bad. It's pretty just bottom tier, whatever, yeah. kind of nothing. I just remember, like, the one good thing I had to say about Happy was that it was short. Yeah. Do you remember that bird? Oh. Happy's got in a bigger pickle oh, than yeah. a pickle factory the and a blorch, a blorch, blorch. couldn't stop making uh-huh. similes. And or... Scrappy Bunny. And yeah. yeah, I remember just being like, eh, whatever, but nothing is as bad as Frog Kingdom. Nothing is as bad as Frog Kingdom. I just... <laughs> this is like the third or fourth episode in a row when it's just like... Where you've thought about Frog, Frog Kingdom? Frog Kingdom is just so fuck off bad. It's I don't, not great. I don't see how we're going to find anything that's worse than frog kingdom oh, that's I not do. intentionally trying to be worse no i very much i very much can think of i mean i haven't seen them yet so maybe i'm wrong but i've definitely seen some some stuff out there that's like yeah i guess we're yeah we're, we're not we haven't gotten to like ratatoying yeah we haven't gotten to ratatoying yet or fucking what's up or chop kick panda you know so don't you worry dude there's plenty of garbage out there that's the great thing about it don't look forward to it plenty of garbage uh before we go i just want to know how how you think about the family opera now that you know the because that was now you know the rest of the story yeah that is pretty fucking much the original book story there were a few things left out like i said madame giri doesn't show up carlotta doesn't show up yeah. Uh, but, 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 but he doesn't really get into Don Juan Triumphant. Okay, so in the book, when Daroga and Raul are going through the catacombs, you know how when Christine's going through the catacombs and she goes right back to yeah. Eric's place and she's like, how did that happen? I don't get it. There is a very similar thing where they're going through the catacombs and they open a door and it leads to like Africa. What? Like a desert in Africa. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. It's it's almost implied. It's Now, it's one of those fucked things where the character loses all sense of time, so you don't know if he's been in there for, like, days Still, or minutes. to walk from fucking, yeah, to but walk from Paris to Africa. He opens a portal, and maybe, maybe, it was all, maybe it was all just a weird fucked up dream, but he's like, I'm in Africa, and I'm so hot, and I'm dying. And it sounds like they wander the desert of africa i don't know which desert it's supposed to be 
because they make it sound like it's sub-saharan africa like like very south africa that's so far down from paris yeah i know (laughs) it's very weird it was the part when i was reading the book i was like what the fuck is this yeah i don't know i guess if i was gonna recommend anything this is free on youtube you can watch the whole thing like i said our version was 60 minutes the version on YouTube is 45 minutes. I don't know what they cut, but you'll you'll probably get the gist of it. Yeah. Also, the book is public domain. It's it's not the worst thing I ever read. That's normally like not my type of book, but I was doing a, a, a reading challenge and one of the things was like read a book that's not in your comfort zone. And I was like, okay, yeah, this one. I know some of the stuff, maybe they didn't cut anything. Maybe like, I don't know if that tape runtime is just... For the actual, like, the feature. I bet it's including the before shit. Tracking kid. The the tracking kid. The kid coming back at the end and being like, here's some other shit. And then the preview for, like, Oliver Twist. Yeah, so at the very end, there was a preview for Oliver Twist. But even that was, like, two minutes long. Hey, man, you put two minutes with another, like, two or three minutes of tracking talk. And then another two minutes of whatever you got. That's six minutes. minutes. And then you have the FBI warning. And then the just for... I don't know, man. They could add up. Maybe. It could add up. They're also... They could be counting, like, the blank black space at the end as, like, minutes. I mean, we got pretty far, and the VCR said that we had watched 57 minutes worth, so... Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah, if you want to go watch it, go watch it. If you want to go read it, go read it. Uh, How long is the book, like, for our readers? Hmm. How long is the audiobook? So I listened to the audiobook, and I think the audiobook was like six hours. Oh, something so that's like that. probably like it's, a two hundred page book. Yeah, it's it's not super long. It's it's totally something. You know, yeah. If if you can, I think LibriVox is the free audiobook website. Go get a free audiobook of Phantom of the Opera and just like have it on while you're washing the dishes or walking your dog or commuting to work if you're still commuting to work. I have a question. Go nuts. Is is opera ghost is that like a musical thing or was that in the book? Well calling him like OG? Yeah. That's in the book. Okay. Yeah. So they didn't because they didn't get into opera ghost or anything no, like that in this animation. Ghost. No. Well, they only had 60 minutes. Like I said, they didn't even get into weird Africa portals. Or Don Juan. Or Madame Jiri. The Madame Jiri story. Okay, I'm going to tell the Madame Jiri story real, 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 real quick. So, in the book, you meet Madame Jiri and she's kind of homely. You know, in, in the in the book, she's very like, I am prim and proper. Yeah. I've got a cane. Whack. But... In the book, she's very like, hello, 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 it's me, my own Jerry. That's me. <laughs> and they want to fire Madame Jiri because she believes in the Phantom. And like, she's like, I've seen the Phantom I have. I've led him to his box. Bloop, bloop, bloop. And the new managers are like, she's crazy. We have to fire her. So they fire her and they bring her replacement in. And they're like, hey, man, why don't you go take in a show on us? And the manager number one is like, is that really wise? Like, we could have spent money, like, filling up these seats. And manager number two is like, no, man, come on. She's gonna... It's one seat, dude. Yeah, it's one seat. And also, like, if she's gonna be leading people to where the seats are, like, she should know the layout. Like, let's just, let's let her take in a fucking show. Just let her take in the show. Yeah, so I believe this is These the... are the most, like, fucking money-hungry assholes. Mm-hmm. Is that a good idea to let one seat <laughs> go? 
Look, we I don't... could have taken that man. Anyway, this guy so, is some upper management ass manager. I believe the one that Madame Giri sees is the one where Carlotta starts quarking. Oh, oh yeah. in the book, she starts going quark. Quarking, 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 quark. <laughs> right, it is quark. But uh, so Carlotta is is quarking, and the Phantom yells, "She's singing to bring down the chandelier!" And then the chandelier falls, and we immediately cut to it's kind of like the Dracula book where we immediately cut to like a news report. Yeah. Uh, so the book, the point of view is now like a, a news report in the news, and it's just like. Oh, hear the, ye, hear ye. Yeah, it's like, oh, the chandelier fell at the opera, and it was it was crazy. Weird thing is, only one person died, and it's Madame Giri's replacement. Yeah. Because Madame Giri and the Phantom are bros. And it's just like, I still think, between the musical and whatnot, it's like, the Phantom probably could have hooked up with Madame Giri if you really yeah, wanted totally. to. Yeah, totally. Why the fuck not? Because she, like was like she this, got him. this guy yeah he, he's the guy well especially like we were watching love never dies and she's all like pissy that like they're being replaced yeah and it's like dude you could whatever maybe he wasn't interested in her yeah maybe maybe it was one of those unrequited love things but then he's just like no one loves me at all it's like someone does but you won't give you won't notice them yeah and just one of those triangle things. <laughs> Madame Jerry, stamp your cane. Triangle things. Anyway, yeah. we have been yakking on for far too long. We got to end this one. Okay. I hope you all had fun. Join us next time when we're watching something else. Hopefully not Phantom related. Hopefully no more fucking Phantom references. Uh, no promises. Yeah, no promises. Definitely no promises about cats references. Sorry. <laughs> See y'all later. Bye. Bye. Body dropped to the floor. Rip Gus the theater cat. Yeah, Gus the theater cat is no more. I mean, that's probably why he's in cats. <laughs> because what? He got killed and then he was sent to purgatory with the other cats. Ah, I don't buy that. And I don't he wants buy... to go to the heavy side there so he can try again. I don't buy He wants cats to rat out the purgatory. Cats is purgatory. It's, it's so lame. How is that lame? It just it just reminds me of those stupid like oh Ed Ed Nettie is all taking place in Ed's mind and no, they're really not there. That's and... dumb ass shit that like people are trying to force. Did you know that Rugrats represents? It doesn't represent anything in Tommy's mind. Newt newt newt. Because here's the thing: you have all these cats that want to be reborn into another jellical life, and it's just like. Okay, if you're waiting to be reborn, 
You're in purgatory. But cats have nine lives. I always just took it as like a reincarnation, like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna let you start over. Like it's time for you to like prestige, like in a video game. It's time for you to new game plus, like go out there and, and you know, start over. Yeah. I don't see it as they have already died. I've seen it. I see it. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, let's get fucking Andrew Lloyd Webber and T.S. Eliot on the fucking horn <laughs> and ask them. But I always see it as like... So they're starting their nine lives over? They're on live number one or possibly whatever. And they're going next, 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 next. And that's the crazy thing about old Deuteronomy is he has 99 lives. Or 99 wives, depending on which one you're watching. So... This is supposed to be about the so fam. So cats is an in-between. No, it's not. It's just them. It's just all of them. That's just them? They and just, then them going to the heavy side layer is them dying? They're having a party. Once a year, they have a party. They have yeah. a really baller party. And they... One of them is chosen to like... Okay, you're going to ascend to like life number two or life number three or life number four. That's not to say that these cats are immortal. That's so not, they're just sitting there on life number one? Doing nothing. I mean, they're they're living their lives. They're 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 eating a lot, or sitting, or being magical, yeah. or fucking. You know, it's <laughs> the four things that cats can do: eating, fucking, sitting, or being magical. Yeah. No, okay. Anyway, ding, 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 ding. There's a bunch of dings. Phantom <sighs> of the Opera. <laughs> what? Not ready to leave this cat's argument. All right, all right, all right. Let's bring it on. What What do you want to say? No, I'm just like in the 2019 cats. Everything is so cat-themed and whatnot. I'm like, there's no way this is like a real place. No, but at the beginning of the movie, remember how you see a giant poster for Moriarty? Yeah. And then it turns into Macavity? Yeah. I just took that as saying like, nighttime is for the cat. It's not a literal thing. It's a figurative thing that's happening in the movie. Like, nighttime is for cats. All of the the ads that are, like, buy cigarettes are now, like, buy catnip. You know? Yeah. All the ads that are, like... I mean, the milk bar is probably just a milk bar. I don't know. Who the fuck has a milk bar? The, that, was that, like, a thing? I don't know. The Clockwork Orange people? Yeah, but that's milk Zelda? plus. Zelda? That's milk plus. Milk plus is different. There's it's a, like a drug. There's a milk bar in um, Majora's Mask. Okay. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that that's, like... <laughs> a real thing? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, the law of large numbers. There's so many places in the world. I bet there's a milk bar. All right, guys. We, we all know. What? Cats is purgatory. No, it's not. It's purgatory. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> they are having just a fucking cat furry convention. They are hanging out, and then they give one of their friends the chance to, like, start over. Like, imagine, imagine. But Victoria, okay, so Victoria gets, like, dropped off. Victoria gets dropped off. And she's like, that I never she's had, dead. like, a life. And Yeah, blah, she was blah, blah. born. She's a kitten. She yeah, is... what if she was one of those kittens that like fucking got thrown off of a bridge in a bag? But she, I mean, she was thrown off. She was thrown in a bag, but not yeah. off a bridge. She's. But no, I'm saying like in her life, she was one of those kittens that was thrown off into a bag because humans are assholes and do that. And like she died. And then like that's like her trans. That person in the car is her transition to like cat predatory spirit world i just i don't i don't buy it i buy it i i see that as a very that is a real thing that happened a lady discarded a cat in a bag because she didn't want that cat the other cats scratched the bag open it you know 
and inside is Victoria and she's, you know, she's, she's in exactly the right place at exactly the right time. If it had been any other time, they could have fucking eaten her alive. Maybe not in a literal way, but they would have been like, get out of here, new cat. But since she happens to show up on the day of their big fucking swingers ball, they're like, you should just come to the ball. Come on. Yo, you're kind of cute. We yeah. want to fuck you. They're like, look, you're not a jellical cat. Except I mean, maybe Cassandra, you are. She's like, what's your name? Yeah. And so she goes to the ball and old Deuteronomy is a magical cat, but not a Mr. Mistopheles kind of magical cat. She just has, or he has the power. Dute's the gatekeeper. Yeah. Dute's the gatekeeper. Dute says, whoever I pick, you are going to die. But it's more of a reincarnation. It's less of a it's less of a death thing and more of a like ascension into your next life thing. I don't know. Like you can still get hit by a car. You can still get. But so you're saying that like them as they are is on their life, and then they just get sent up to a hot air balloon and somehow come back. Or a tire that's like smoky. No, 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 no. They don't. They don't come back. It's not like at the end of Cats. It's not like Grizabella goes through the hot air balloon chandelier and the next day she pops back and she's like what up y'all i'm no because yeah because that's purgatory no they ascend they 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 literally physically ascend yes up into the heavy side layer yes and that we're on the same level right now yeah i know and to me that ascension is like if below them is a life and above them is a life See, that is the purgatory. I that think, is the in between. See, and I think that's I think that's I think that's the part where we're disagreeing is I don't believe they're in an in between. I believe they're stuck on level two or or level one and they're gonna get to level two. But I you're saying so you're saying like all of cats takes place in like the real world. Yes. And somebody put a cat in a balloon or a No, 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 okay. Tire. All right. So so there are <laughs> there are certain symbolic things. Like I don't think that as soon as the sun goes down, a giant statue or a giant fucking poster of Moriarty turns into fucking McCavity. I think it that. Mm, I think <laughs> that that is symbolism for nighttime belongs to the cats, because we don't see anybody else in that whole. There's no fucking night watchmen. There's no dogs. That, well, okay, we hear a sound of a dog. Yeah. But like, it's nighttime. Everyone else is asleep. This is what happens. At nighttime in the streets of Paris, Ing- Paris, it's England. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Tottenham Court and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah, so uh, for some reason I thought yeah. We just watched fucking Phantom, and we'll get back to it someday. I might cut this one day, or I might I might save this for like an after the yeah after podcast the is over thing. No, no, no. Okay, here's here's how I view it, and like I said. This is open to interpretation. I'm not saying your interpretation is wrong. I'm saying that I don't subscribe to it. This is what I'm saying. No, 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 no. Yes, I unsub. This is what I am saying. I am saying that 364 days of their lives, they're cats, they're kicking it, they're just doing cat things. Buster for Jones eats a lot. Jenny Annie Dots is a lazy cat, but when her owners are asleep, she's a frisky cat. Mr. Mistopheles is one of those cats that you're like, what the, I could have sworn I just saw you in that room and now you're in this room? What the fuck? Tugger is one of those cats where you let him outside and then he mews to get back in and then you let him back in and then he mews to go outside. He's a very indecisive cat. They're all just regular fucking cats. Sure. Then one night out of the year, 
whatever night that is, they don't, they're not like March 20th is the Jellicle night. You know, it's just one night out of the year. They all get together for the Jellicle ball because the Jellicle moon is in like the right position and everything. The Jellicle moon appears. That's right. They all go and kick it and Old Doot shows up because they mention Old Doot like every other day of the year, Old Doot is just an old motherfucker of a cat. It just sits on the fucking road as the trucks pass by or it falls asleep on the fence or whatever. So Old Doot shows up and Old Doot has the power, somehow, we don't know, has the power to decide which cat is going to start their next life. With with no no issues, no... Like, let's think about how cats would, like, live their lives and possibly die. You could get hit by a car. That's going to hurt a lot. Yeah. You could starve to death. That's going to hurt a lot. Asshole. It sucks. I bet it sucks. Yeah, let's, death, like, for the most part, sucks. Old dude is giving you the chance to, like, this isn't going to hurt. It's going to be easy. You're just going to you're just gonna go up. And I then, mean, we don't know. Okay. It could be a horrific process. <laughs> they're gonna start a new Jellicle life, you know, and they're gonna they're gonna get reborn into a different cat. So we are on the same. What? 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 He's See, shaking his head. Where, He's shaking his head. Where you you're gonna get reborn into a different cat? That 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 right there like takes me out of the plane of this is physical like normal current existence. Why? Because how are they going to get reborn into it unless they, like, die? I mean, if, okay, if if you want to think of it as, like, they're just, I don't, like, this isn't something you have to worry about, honestly. To me, it's, yes. yeah, it's all of Cats takes place in purgatory, and they're all waiting. You're you? immediately shaking your head. You don't even give me a second. All right, all right, go, go, go. To explain the theory. They're all in purgatory because they're all the way they are, they were in their past lives. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, like Grizabella was something, but now she's not. And like everybody, they're, they're, they are who they are in their past lives and they're awaiting judgment by their cat god fucking old dude who is the mm-hmm. gatekeeper mm-hmm. that chooses who gets to like leave purgatory and blah 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 they're all awaiting judgment and just, it's all based on who they are and who deserves to have a new life but i just i just don't new s- life yes i just don't see them in purgatory purgatory sounds like they're in this like holding container purgatory yeah. sounds like five characters in search of an exit you know yeah i mean that's what purgatory is and i don't i don't see i don't see the cat world that we are shown as that whether you're watching the stage show or the movie like i don't see that as purgatory i really don't if, do you think there's like too much stuff there no, well i mean for starters if there if if this is like cat purgatory we hear a dog we sure. see a woman are why are they in cat purgatory? Because that's the transition into cat purgatory. Don't give me that fucking like, oh, you're so stupid. Look. I'm not saying, <laughs> oh, you're so stupid. Like that's their okay. If if the lady showing up in the car is their entrance into cat purgatory, then going to the heavy side layer physically through weird smoking flying tig- tire, almost a tiger. Tigers. Flying smoky tire or chandelier balloon is their like their transition out of purgatory. What about the cockroaches and the mice? They're just stuck there? Look, man, this whole world is just like, you know, it's like it's a world of cats. This is where cats go to wait. 
See, and I just, I just, it's not. It is the real, it, okay, no, it is a, it is a, it is the real world that is England. There's just a lot Why of. Why can't it just be a carbon copy of England and that's where the cats go? Don't. Don't give me this fucking sigh look. I'm not giving you a sigh look. I'm trying to listen to you. No, 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 no. This is this is how you're listening I... with your ears, but your eyes are saying like you're so stupid. <laughs> that no, man it's, looks it's, like it's his eyeballs car... are screaming. Yeah, it looks no. like his eyeballs are screaming. No, no, it's like yeah, it's it could be a carbon copy of whatever. I swear there's other movies that have done this, too. No, they probably yeah. have. I know there are. I, I just, I see it as this is our real world. It's just there's some, there's a word I'm looking for. They, they have taken some liberties and made things look a little, like, extra crazy for the sense of, like, you know, trying, yeah, whimsy and trying to show that this is England through the eyes of cats. And when I say reborn, I guess I mean starting over. Like, it's it's weird because I don't really see them as dying, but they are, their, their physical selves are ending because they're going to become a new cat, a new life. You know? How is that not dying in reincarnation? I just... <laughs> okay. I mean, I would get it if they're like, oh, you get a new life. Someone came to adopt you. Okay, oh, so answer me this. Answer me this. Uh, when Pikachu evolves into Raichu, does Pikachu die? Does Pikachu die? Does Pikachu no. die and Raichu is reborn? No. To me, Pokemon's evolving are just them, like, changing shape. They're still the same, like... Pokemon. Well, that's kind of that's how I kind of see this is like Grizabella. You're taking rules from Pokemon and applying I'm giving it to cats. you. I'm giving you an example. I'm I'm saying that Grizabella is going is going to digivolve into, yeah, <laughs> into into Metal Grizabella. <laughs> We're Grizabella. Dude, Metal Grizabella is probably so cool. Meow. All alone in the moonlight. Tottenham Court, friend at hand. Fucking all poochies were originally <laughs> dogs. No. And all for real friends. <laughs> all gigapets. All gigapets were no. originally real pets. Look, I just, I just see it as death is such a is such a strong word. That's why I'm trying to say like rebirth or or ascension. But to, to, re, to be reborn, you have to die. That's you don't necessarily. You You're don't necessarily again. have to. You don't necessarily have to. Mm. This is our headiest episode yet. It's <laughs> our most philosophical episode, y'all. Like I don't know. I just I feel <laughs> that it's purgatory, and so Christine is singing at the yes. opera. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> We can talk about we can talk more about fucking cats. No. Why not? Because I need you to understand. We're supposed to, no, I need you to understand. I, no, I understand. You're saying that you feel like this is five characters in search of an exit. You feel sure. like this is what seven or eight fucking cats, main cats, about two dozen whatever cats in search of a fucking exit. Yeah, this is all. It's like all dogs go to heaven. Like this is the cat heaven. They had their own little dog heaven. It's not like all dogs go to heaven. Charlie goes back down. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just saying. But that's saying, still the world. I'm saying like 
in terms of like they all die and the cats go to the cat world. When we all die, <laughs> the cats go to the cat world <laughs> and the dogs go to the dog world and we'll all be a lot happier. <laughs> Mr. Gumble, you're upsetting me. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god no you're wrong you're wrong. wrong and i'll fucking fight you we never see the dog the dog is just a like audio construct yes we see the pollicle dogs i'm kidding we don't even see them no. we see the cats dressed as the pollicles yeah it's and the not peaks. yeah so you're saying the rumpus cat is dead yes rumpus cat you saw that fucking cat that is not a real cat <laughs> That is we some, are both in agreement. That, that is not a real cat. That is a fucking cyber terror. No, that is the cat's version of like Superman. It is a super cat. It is not yeah, them. It's all based on this story of something that probably didn't happen. I bet like most tall tales, it, there is probably a kernel of truth. There were a bunch of dogs and they were barking and then a cat showed up and he was very big and the dogs stopped barking. That doesn't necessarily mean that the cat was fucking amazing and had giant glowing red eyes or like needle hair. Yeah, the fucking the dogs were all like bark, 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 bark. <laughs> okay. Huffery, snuffery, huffery, snuffery. I don't, I don't snuffery. know that that all the peaks and the pollicles that well because oh, it's because it's, it's not on. Because for whatever reason, they it's decided, not in any of the soundtracks. Yeah, it's like they decided not to make a soundtrack of the film version, which is like a fucking crime. And crime. yeah, so I honestly forget that the Battle of the Peaks and Pollicle even exists. It's half because the time. they had to get rid of Growl Tiger. I know because Growl Tiger A is sucks, racist. B is racist, C sucks. And D, like, fucking sucks. The terror of the times. No, see, you can't do that. Okay, no, we have to get rhyme, back to... You can't rhyme tains with aims. Okay, we're either going to keep talking about the, <laughs> the life and death of cats, or we're going to actually get back to the Phantom of the Opera. Which one do you want to do? Let's get back to the Phantom. All right. Because this needs to be cut out and put into an aside or something. Anyway, so the cat is killed, and we see the silhouette of the phantom swing across the uh, the rafters. Yeah.